المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد Respected elders, my dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. I hope that you're all doing fantastic by the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, we find ourselves on another blessed Friday that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. And uh, subhanallah, you know, I was thinking, maybe it's not really feeling like Friday for many people, um, you know, rushing out for Salatul Jum'ah. I was reminiscing actually, you know, today is a, a PD day, a day off uh, for most uh, uh, students or many students. And um, I was thinking, subhanAllah, you know, a year ago uh, when this day came or whenever it will come in the past, before the pandemic, you know, mashallah, the, uh, the, the masajid, uh, our own uh, uh, complex where we would be renting and holding Salatul Jama'at, the Richcraft Recreation Complex, it will be full. I'll be looking forward to seeing my young friends um, you know, there'll be many children and youth in the audience, uh, but alas, it is uh, not to be. I'm sitting in front of an empty hall uh, right now. Um, but in any case, alhamdulillah, we have still opportunities to connect with each other virtually and to hear messages from one another. And I know people are getting tired probably um, of uh, going online. Uh, as we know, school closure has been extended. Uh, it's hard for students, uh, parents as well. Um, you know, having to work from home uh, and uh, having the children going to school from home as well at the same time, trying to supervise them and all of those things, the internet connection being shared, you know, if it's not strong enough. Uh, so, so I know it's uh, it's tough, it's not easy to go through and I don't want to take, uh, you know, too much time online because I know we're already spending too much time. Uh, but you know, I wanna say that these are not normal circumstances. And not everyone is able to adapt very quickly. And we have to keep that in mind. You know, some people, mashallah, they're very quick. You know, they're very quick at adapting to new circumstances. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, they're very adaptable. And, uh, you know, others may not be, you know, and this is normal. This is normal because not everyone is the same. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created all of us different, right? And therefore, uh, you know, people uh, react, as we've discussed before, react to different circumstances and different situations in different ways. Um, so for some, it may be working great. Uh, for others, it might feel really terrible. So what I want to say is, don't be too harsh on yourself. Don't be too harsh on yourself. Because what happens is, you know, we try to maintain that same level of performance, the same level of perfection for those who are perfectionists that we had otherwise before the pandemic, before you know, we were all forced to go online, um, but we may not be able to maintain the same level, right? Because everything has changed so much and because of the circumstances. Um, and then we keep pushing ourselves and keep trying hard and, uh, and you know, it's frustrating and maybe we're not getting the results that we're trying to get or that we're hoping to get. So message is don't be too harsh on yourself. Yes, you know, don't waste your time when you're in school, when you're online and your teacher is teaching, uh, you know, try to pay attention. I know it's hard. Uh, but try as much as possible. Um, but take frequent breaks. You know, if you're taking class from bed, um, of course not today, like if you're off today, but like generally if you're going to school from bed, if you're working from bed, um, you know, get, get out of bed. You know, get off your device as much as you can. Uh, get out and walk uh, and play with members of your own household. Uh, people are, you know, even biking, right? 
they're, they're playing in the snow. They're doing different activities. So try to make the most of that, right? Try to get out there, even if it's cold. Like last week, it was really cold on some days. But honestly, just bundle up. Like we live in Canada, right? What do you expect? It's going to be cold, right? It's up north. So you dress up warmly um, and make sure you get out. Try to do it every single day and get, get some exercise. Get out there and walk. And honestly, you'll feel better, right? Research has shown even five minutes of moderate activity of just five minutes of just regular exercise, even just walking, it has an impact. It has a positive impact on your mood, you know, on your mental health. So it's really important. Like I know I keep mentioning this, but it actually is super, super important to get moving and not to just get hold up uh, inside home. Um, or even if you're, you can't leave, you know, do some work around the house, move around, do something. Uh, don't just keep, you know, being plugged to your, to your device. It's going to be really bad for your brain, for your mind, um, and, uh, you know, for your physical and uh, spiritual health as well. So really try to unplug as much as possible. For people working at home, you know, a common uh, comment is that, you know, it's hard to unplug because your computer's right there, you know, no matter what the hour is, you, you know, it's, you want to respond when you hear that beep or, you know, when you get that message. Uh, try to set time and, or boundaries for yourselves. And this is going to be good for yourself. It's going to be good for your, for your family. And I know it's hard. Like, uh, it's tough for me too. But let's try to do that as much as possible, inshallah. Now, the COVID numbers in Ottawa and Ontario are dropping, alhamdulillah. So it seems like our efforts uh, are uh, paying off. Uh, we are you know, hearing of cases of uh, people we know, uh, families, uh, brothers, sisters, uh, who are still getting infected. Uh, so this is uh, still a concern. It's not over yet. Um, but the numbers, alhamdulillah, are, are getting lower, so that's a good sign. Uh, but the key, honestly, if you want to just make it simple, the key is not to have close contact with people outside your household. Okay? It doesn't matter who it is. Do not have contact with people outside of your household. Close contact. Okay. If you need to be around others, wear masks and wash your hands frequently and properly. Like It's really simple. It's really simple. This is what we are able to do. There's a lot of things that are not in our control, but these are the things that are in our control. Only have close contact with members of your own household and no one else. If you need to be around others, wear a mask. And number three, wash your hands regularly and properly, at least for like 15 to 20 seconds. Okay. So, um, you know, if you don't like the situation that we're in, I don't like it either. You know, these are the three things that are in our control that we can do. The rest is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to him alone we turn to seek help and to seek relief from this trial. You know, these little steps that I'm talking about that we've been hearing, you know, they're, they're not going to grant us relief. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. But we need to do our part. So these are three simple things that we can do, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of us. May Allah azza wa keep us all safe. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cure those who have been afflicted. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Today, inshallah, I'm going to tell you a short but important story. And then I'll tell you why. Okay. Now, we all know that shaitan... Um, is uh, public enemy number one. Okay, if there is a, a a public security threat, if there is a threat to the well-being of the public of, of of humanity, enemy number one is shaitan. You know, some enemies are hidden, but shaitan has openly declared war upon us, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has repeatedly warned us, warned us about shaitan. For example, He says, shaitan." Oh, you who believe, do not follow in the footsteps of shaitan. Like, honestly, could it be any clearer than that? Do not follow. لا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان. Do not follow in the footsteps of shaitan. وَمَنْ يَتَّبِعَ خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ فَإِنَّهُ يَأْمُرُ بِالْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرُ Whoever follows the footsteps of shaitan should know that he orders one to commit shameful acts and evil deeds. 
shameful acts and evil deeds, munkar, those that are prohibited by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and going against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. Okay, so this is what he does. This is what he gets people to do. Allah tells us, الشيطان يعيدكم الفقر ويأمركم بالفحشاء Shaitan frightens you with poverty. What does he do? He frightens you with poverty. Like, you know, when it comes to giving and charity, when it comes to, you know, uh, not being greedy, what does he do? He frightens you with poverty. وَاللَّهُ يَعِدُكُمْ مَغْفِرَةً مِّنْهُ وَفَضْلًا So uh, shaitan frightens you with poverty. وَيَأْمُرُكُمْ الْفَحْشَةً Sorry, and bids you to commit indecency, indecent, shameful, immoral acts. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises you forgiveness from him and grace as well. So two opposites. If you, This is what shaitan invites people to, or you know, he, he, he uh, frightens people. That's his message. He frightens people with poverty. So it gets them to do all these you know, uh, undesirable and haram things. And he commits or uh, commands people to commit indecency. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises forgiveness and grace. Allah tells us, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ Surely shaitan is an enemy for you. Indeed, surely shaitan is an enemy. So take him as an enemy. Recognize him as an enemy. Take him as an enemy. He only invites his group to falsehood so that they became so that they become inmates of the blazing fire. So this is what his objective is. Now, clearly, shaitan is an enemy. He commands us to do everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't like. And he does it in different ways. And this is so important to understand. Because if you're in a war, if you're in a battle, if you're in a, you know, in, a, in, a, in a conflict with someone, then you need to know how they operate. You need to know their MO, right? What is it that they do? How do they operate? How are they going to try to get you? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, he warns us about shaitan, right? His shaitan, Iblis' own words, because he says he's going to use different approaches because not everything works on everyone. As we discussed in the beginning, every person is different, right? People are different. So Iblis, Shaitan knows that, and he has promised that he's going to use different approaches for different people. He says, says, then I will come upon them from their front and from their behind and from their right and from their left, and you're not going to find most of them to be grateful, right? So this is these are his words towards Allah subhanahu to, uh, to Allah subhanahu wa taala, promising that he's going to try to get us, he's going to try to attack us from different avenues, from different approaches, different ideas, different temptations, different trials, like different different uh, traps that he's going to be setting up for us all around us. Okay, but you know here is something um, that we need to realize that throughout the course of our lives. For our and for as long as humanity exists, shaitan will continue to try to deceive people with false promises, building up false dreams, leading people to make bad choices, temptations, traps. This is what's going to continue to happen till the last day. But let's talk about what's going to happen on the day of judgment. And here's the story. Now, the day of judgment is going to be a very difficult day. It's going to be a very difficult day. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us. And it's when, you know, the, the distress and the waiting will become too much for people. It's like, you know, I don't know if you've had this encounter, you know, this experience, but, you know, let's say you're traveling somewhere and your plane lands and now, you know, you're stuck in customs and immigration 
and you're not getting your turn or you know you're waiting at the passport office and it's taking forever it's taking forever it's like there's no hope there's no end in sight and there's like a huge lineup of people and like you know your number is like i don't know like way behind and you're just stuck okay so it's like that type of situation times like a million okay so the distress and the waiting will become too much for people so the people are going to go from profit to profit from one profit to another profit you know they're going to go to uh, Prophet Adam السلام, Prophet Nuh السلام, Musa السلام, Isa السلام. they're going to go to each Prophet asking them to intercede asking them to plead with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove the distress and to get the judgment to happen okay because the you know the the distress the, the waiting is just going to be way too much on that such a difficult and hot day so they will come to the various prophets and they will excuse themselves so Prophet Adam is going to excuse himself they will come to Nuh he will excuse himself they will come to Ibrahim السلام, he will excuse himself. They will come to Musa السلام, he will excuse himself. They will come to Isa السلام, he will excuse himself. Then they will come to our Prophet Muhammad And he will be the one who will intercede for the people in that place of gathering so that the judgment may be passed. Now it comes in a narration that is quoted in some books of tafsir that the rejecting disbelievers will then say because you know the believers were looking for someone to intercede for them and the Prophet has done it. So now the, the rejecting disbelievers, they will then say that that the believers have found someone to intercede for them. Who will intercede for us? Who will intercede for us? So they will be wondering now, what about us? Okay, so the, the believers have been taken care of by the prophets, by the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, But what about us? We didn't believe in them. Okay, so who's going who's gonna to stand up for us? Who's going to do something for us? They're looking for someone to help them out. And then they think about it, and then they're going to be like, "Ma huwa illa iblis? It is none other than iblis who has misled us. So they will, so they come to iblis. So they will come to iblis. iblis and they will say, That the believers have found someone to intercede for them. So arise and intercede for us." Why? Because for you have, have led us astray. You are the one who got us here. Okay? The believers, they had the Prophet standing up for them. They had the Prophet Muhammad standing up for them, interceding for them. But we don't have anyone. You, Iblis, Shaitan, are the one who got us to this point. So you are a leader. So you go ahead now and, and you, you do something for us. You intercede for us. And then, uh, you can just see where this is going, right? Okay? And then, in verse 22 of Surah Ibrahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what is going to happen next at this point. And he says, And shaitan will say to his followers, after the judgment has been passed, that indeed Allah has made you a true promise. Okay, so at this point, you know, the decision will likely be made, nothing will happen for the intercession. Then shaitan will finally speak. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, shaitan will say to his followers, after the judgment has been passed, Indeed, Allah has made you a true promise. I too made you a promise. He's going to admit, yeah, I made promise, but I betrayed you. It's so straightforward. On that day, when everything's done, he's going to come out. He's going to be like, yeah, Allah made promise. Allah's promise was true. I made you a promise, but I betrayed you. I did not have any authority over you. It's not like I was putting a gun to your head and telling you to do everything and follow me. I didn't have any authority over you. I wasn't controlling you. 
Only I called you, I only called you, and you responded to me. I called you, I gave you an invitation, and you, you responded to me. So do not blame me. I ain't do anything. Okay, it's not my problem, it's not my responsibility. Blame yourselves. Blame yourselves. He's going to say, indeed, I cannot save you, nor can you save me. Indeed, I denounce your previous associations of me with Allah in loyalty. He's going to completely wash his hands off of all of his followers, all the people he got in trouble, all the people he gave false hopes to, temptations, that he set up traps for, that he was leading, that he was guiding in it with his own evil whispers. Uh, he thought, like, they thought they were guided, right? But they actually weren't. And now he's just completely disassociating himself from everything. He's like, I have no authority over you. I did not have any authority over you. I only called you. You responded to me. So don't blame me. Blame yourselves. I can't save you. You can't save me. I denounce, you know, your previous associations of me with Allah. Like, okay, and that's it. Like, I have nothing to do. Can you imagine the 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 the, um, the 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 shock, the frustration, the uh, the disappointment of these followers of Shaytan? Right. In other places, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us, Surah Al-Ahzab, "وَقَالُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّا أَطَعْنَا سَادَتَنَا وَكُبَرَاءَنَا فَأَضَلُّونَ السَّبِيلَ." They will say, "Our Lord, we obeyed our leaders and elite, but they led us astray from the right way." They're going to try to get rid of. You know, the, uh, uh, they're, they're trying to forego the responsibility, right? Or accountability for what they have done. So they say, no, no, we obeyed our leaders. You know, they are the ones who led us astray. You know, so like, look look towards them. And in another verse, or immediately after that, rather, they will say, Our Lord, give them double our punishment. Give them double the punishment and condemn them tremendously, right? They should have more accountability. They're the ones who we were following. We thought they were correct. In another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Surah Fussilat, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا رَبَّنَا أَرِنَا الَّذَيْنِ أَضَلَّانَا مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ نَجَعَلْهُمَا تَحْتَ أَقَدَامِنَا لِيَكُونَا مِنَ الْأَسْفَلِينَ That the disbelievers will then cry, our Lord, show us those jinns, show us those jinns and humans who led us astray. We will put them under our feet so that they will be among the lowest in the punishment. Right? They want them to, like, they're, they're, there's so much anger now, and, and they're so, you know, they're, they're, they feel so, and, you know, they're, they're so um, upset over what has happened to them. They want to go after their leaders, they want to go after the people who brought them to that place. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, that enter the fire among with the evil groups of jinn and humans that preceded you. And what will happen? Whenever a group enters the hellfire, it will curse the preceding one. It, what will it do? It will curse the preceding one. Until they're all gathered inside. Okay, so these are gonna be this is gonna be one terribly miserable group. And they will say, right, 
the followers will say about their leaders, Our Lord, they have misled us, so multiply their torment in the fire. Allah SWT will say, he will answer, it has already been multiplied for all, but you do not know. So this is going to be a very, very terrible, miserable state that these uh, people, sadly, will be finding themselves in. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and our future generations. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our ancestors. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah protect us from all types of evil traps. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all types of evil inclinations, especially our youth, our future generations, our children and their progeny. You know, this, this shaitan uh, is, is, like I said, he's public enemy number one. He's going to try to set up, you know, all types of traps uh, for us. So, and we have to be so aware. Like, we know we are the targets. So we have to be so careful. And we have to be so aware. Otherwise, we don't want to end up like those losers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, protect us. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah guide those who are heading in that direction as well. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Because, you know, it's, it's very sad when we see people falling into these types of traps. Now, you know... What I've just described will be the ultimate betrayal, right? Shaitan and his buddies, leaders of groups of people who followed him, leading people astray, making false promises, promoting immorality, promoting indecent, uh, you know, indecency, promoting evil, you know, leading people to the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then not taking any responsibility. So this will be the ultimate betrayal because at that point, there's no going back. At that point, there's no way to, to, to make things better. There's no way to correct any mistakes. The time is up at that point, right? The time to do to, to make amends and to fix the, the situation and to fix our path and our course is now. Right? This is the time to fix it. If you don't fix it now and you wait until that point, then it's just way too late. Game over then. You know, then then it is what it is, and no one can do anything about it. You know, and unfortunately, my brothers and sisters, my young friends, it's really important. We see this happening in front of us today. We see this happening in front of us today. We see leaders. Presidents, kings, prime ministers, or you know, perhaps just schoolyard bullies or gang leaders, fraudsters, fake friends, friends that you think are friends, but they're actually not really friends, making false promises, you know, tempting their followers with promises of rewards and big dreams. Uh, they rile them up, they rile them up, they build them up, you know, whether it's to fight against something or whether it's to, to try to achieve something. You know, and they make them do all sorts of things. And they make them do all sorts of things. But when the trouble strikes, they vanish. When the trouble strikes, they vanish. Or worse yet, they turn against their followers. Or say, no, I, I never told them to do that. I'm going to get on my plane and go to my resort and just relax. And oh, all those people who were, who were trying to stand up, who were my followers, who, who I, I incited and I led them to do all these things. Oh, no, oh, who cares about them? Oh, I, yeah. Oh, you're nice people, you know, I love you, but I'm going to go relax now, and now you're stuck. Okay? This is what happens in this world, unfortunately. We see this with gang members, unfortunately. It's so terrible. The first murder, you know, the first murder victim in in, in, uh, in, in our city here in Ottawa, unfortunately, a Muslim name. You know? And uh, you, you learn about the history, you learn about what has happened. Unfortunately, this is what it is. It was, you know, Allah knows best, but, you know, Involvement in gangs and drugs doesn't get anywhere in a good place. Doesn't get anyone into a, to, to a good place, you know. And a lot of times there's the big, you know, kingpins, you know, the, the the big gang leaders. They're all sitting at the top, 
Nothing's happening to them. They're not the ones getting arrested. They're not the ones getting murdered, right? But they're the ones making all the money and they're using our people, right? They're using our kids, our kids who fall into these traps, unfortunately, right? Society's kids, our neighbor's kids, they are the ones who are falling into these traps and being used as pawns. And they are the ones who end up getting killed. They are the ones who get arrested. They are the ones who end up going through all the trouble and families are destroyed, right? And and, and uh, uh, generations even are getting destroyed. May Allah, may Allah save us uh, and them and all of us. Amin ya Rabbul And this is what it is, that people fall for these traps and they fall for these temptations, unfortunately, not realizing that they are being used. The followers are left dejected, left helpless, in trouble, in jail. No one's going to come in jail and ask them, oh, how are you doing now? Can I help you? No. They're all gone. They're all, you know, enjoying their own lives. They don't care. And sometimes, like I said, people are even losing their own lives. So my friends, my friends, especially my young friends, but adults as well, everyone, don't get duped. Don't get fooled by shaitan or anyone who is following his playbook. And before doing anything that could be considered questionable or unacceptable, but you ask yourself, this action that I'm about to do, I mean, honestly, if people started thinking about their actions before they actually did them, like half the problems of the world would probably be solved. Okay, before doing anything, just stop, pause and ask yourself. Okay, especially if it's something that's like questionable or unacceptable, um, you know, like in society, according to the law, according to the religion, you know, according to, to, to the ways of doing things in your family, you know, whatever standard you want to use, ask yourself three questions. Number one, what are the consequences, right? What's going to happen if I get caught? What, what, what could happen to me? Where, where could I end up? What am I going to end up with? Who am I going to end up with? So what are the consequences? Number one. Number two, what's going to happen if I don't do it? Yes, I'm being enticed to do this. But what's the worst that's going to happen if I don't do it? Okay. What if I just don't do it? Like It's okay. right? Number three, who benefits? If I do this, who's going to benefit? And a lot of times we see this right over and over again. It's the people who are in power people in positions, people who are, are rich or, you know, who are protected, they are the ones who are benefiting. And it's the little people, it's the ordinary person, it's the, you know, the, the person who's at the lowest level of the chain, who is having to take the risks and, 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 and hurt themselves and, 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 and get themselves into trouble. And that should not be happening. It, it breaks my heart to see people duped, whether it's by a political leader who follows, who, 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 who you know, uh, who, who, uh, who people are following, or a gang leader who uses young people, gets them to put lives on the line, or anyone else who manipulates people, manipulates other for their own, for his or her own benefit. Okay, so be wise, beware of shaitan and those who follow him, beware of thoughts, ideas, temptations, trends, friends, ads, commercials, all of these different tools that shaitan may be using against you. Okay, posts that you come across crazy ideas that get planted in your head that you hear across or people are talking about or they're throwing at you and it starts messing up with your mind, with your faith, you know, with with uh, with your heart, with your spirituality. Like, it's just not worth it. It's just, it's honestly, it's not worth it because this is what's going to happen at the end, what I just described to you. Allah, you know, instead, flee to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will never be disappointed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, he said, you will truly have no authority over my faithful servants. And sufficient is your Lord as a guardian. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be protecting those who are, you know, uh, who are faithfully, sincerely his servants. So flee to Allah and you are not going to be disappointed, inshaAllah. He certainly has no authority over those who believe and who put their trust in their Lord. 
to my brothers and sisters, my young friends. I love you all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah Azza wa Jal keep you and your future generations always safe from all types of harms, whether they're physical, whether they're spiritual, whether they're mental or financial or emotional or of any other type. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always be with you. May Allah always keep you under his protection. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and whoever is mindful of Allah, He will make a way out for them. And provide for them from sources they could never imagine. And whoever puts their trust in Allah, then He alone is sufficient for them. Certainly Allah achieves His will. Allah has already set a destiny for everything. Let us make dua. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluh wa laka shukru kulluh wa ilayka yurja'ul amru kulluh ala niyatuhu wa sirruh. Allahumma laka alhamdu hatta tarda wa laka alhamdu idha radit wa laka alhamdu ba'da al-rida. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين و الله all praises for you و الله we thank you و الله even if we thank you for every second and every moment of our lives it would not be enough و الله please accept our entire existence as a form of gratefulness and thankfulness to you يا رب العالمين و الله please enable us to thank you through every action through every breath through every movement and every thought, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please count us from amongst those who are the grateful, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please protect us from being counted amongst the ungrateful and those who reject you, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, we are your weak servants. Oh Allah, we are committing so many sins. Oh Allah, even since last Friday, Oh Allah, even in just one week, we have committed so many sins. Oh Allah, if we sat down to make a list of all of our sins and, weak and shortcomings and mistakes in the last week, Oh Allah, it would be such a long list. Oh Allah, what about our whole lives? Oh Allah, what about our entire lives that you're watching over and that you're recording? Oh Allah, please forgive us for all of our shortcomings, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please forgive us for all of our sins, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please remove all of the evil effects of our sins on our hearts and our minds, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, all the evil effects of our sins in society, our, on, on, on our families and our communities, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please guide us to that which pleases you most. Oh Allah, we are so weak. Oh Allah, we are so lacking. Oh Allah, that we don't even know how we should be. Oh Allah, guide us to how you want us to be, how we should we should be, how our existence will become a means of, of acceptance, Ya Rabbil Alameen, and that, is, that will be pleasing to you, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please open the gates of halal sustenance for all of your faithful servants in your creation, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, many brothers and sisters are struggling at this time. Oh Allah, please make it easy for them. Oh Allah, please remove their debts. Oh Allah, please grant them New uh, 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 new sources, unexpected sources of halal risk, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please ease their, their difficulty, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill. Oh Allah, we are getting news of families, brothers, sisters who are close to us who are getting infected with COVID-19. Oh Allah, please cure them all, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, so many people in this city, in this province, especially Allah, around the world, who are suffering right now, oh Allah, please remove their difficulty, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant them a speedy recovery, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, those who are suffering from other illnesses, long-term pain and injuries, oh Allah, please grant them ease and relief as well, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, our elders who are fighting cancer or other illnesses, oh Allah, please 
cure them as well, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, all of those who are uh, at risk of becoming ill, oh Allah, please protect them from it, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, you are the protector and the healer. Oh Allah, grant all of them a speedy recovery and protect them from all types of pain and suffering, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are suffering in other ways through uh, grief and stress and anxiety and hardships in their families and their homes and their relationships and other types of uh, all types of hardships, oh Allah, please remove them all, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please shower your mercy upon all of those who have returned to you, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant them entry into Jannah al-Firdaus, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please shower your mercy and forgiveness upon them, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Allahumma anta rabbuna la ilaha illa ant khalaqtana wa nahnu abiduk wa nahnu ala ahdika wa wa'dika mastata'na na'udhu bika min sharri ma sana'na nabu'u laka bi ni'matika alayna ونبوء بذنوبنا فاغفر لنا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعطنا ولا تحرمنا وكن لنا ولا تكن علينا واختم بالصالحات أعمالنا واشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا وبلغ فيما يرضيك عنا أمالنا وارحم ضعفنا واجبر كسرنا ولا تخيب فيك رجاءنا يا رب العالمين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اهدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت وقنا واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت وقنا واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت إنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار هذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أصبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين <تصفيق> اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء اللهم احفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا اللهم اجعل لنا من كل ديق مخرجا اللهم اجعل لنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافية ومن كل بلاء عافية اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب
اللهم إنا نسألك فعل الخيرات وترك المنكرات وحب المساكين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشى ودعاء لا يسمع ودعاء يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك يا رحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل والبخل والجبن ودلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم اغفر لنا وليقواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وأخواتنا في كل مكان خصوصا في برما وفي فلسطين وفي الصين وفي كشمير وفي الهند وفي سريلانكا وفي بلاد الشام وفي, وفي يمن وفي سومال وفي أفغانستان وفي ليبيا وفي كل مكان اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين. زاكم الله خير. My brothers and sisters, please offer four rakats of Dhuhr prayer at home. Uh, Foodie Friday continues. Alhamdulillah. Um, so you can still place your order uh, for uh, tonight's dinner by 2 p.m. Uh, at kananamuslims.ca/food. I want to give again a special thanks to all the sisters who are involved and everyone who has supported these initiatives. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We're generating approximately a thousand. Uh, uh, dollars uh, or more, uh, usually uh, each week, alhamdulillah, to support our masjid project. Uh, so this is a great initiative, alhamdulillah, so please do support it. Uh, and mashallah, tabarakullah, uh, our uh, youth and some adults as well participated in the most magnificent masjid uh, uh, co competition and fundraiser, mashallah, so, uh, so with great works of art, uh, very, very nice, mashallah. Um, so tonight the award ceremony will take place, it's virtual, uh, so this will take place uh, starting at 6 p.m., so you can go to kananamuslims.ca slash MMM, or even just the main website, kananamuslims.ca, you'll find the link. Uh, so everyone is welcome uh, to join that. Inshallah, tonight we'll also be having virtual uh, family game night uh, hosted by Brother Ziad and Sister Amira, inshallah, at 8 p.m. Uh, so, and that is at kananamuslims.ca slash game night. Uh, it's for families or children, youth, adult parents, parents. Everyone's welcome, inshallah. Uh, it'll be fun and you'll get to socialize virtually, of course. Uh, maybe learn some new things, and there will be some prizes as well, inshallah. So please do join us. Uh, and once again, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Jazakumullah khaira. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless.